Hey, and welcome to For the Podcast. This is episode 28. I'm Michael, as always, here with my good friends, Jason and Will. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey. So what's going on this week? Lots to cover. We uh, actually missed last week because uh, Will was in Hawaii. How was that, Will? It was very good. Uh, My in-laws live in Honolulu, so it's pretty nice to have an uh, excuse to go to Hawaii every now and (laughs) then. Yeah, that's not so bad. You went just to visit them, or was there a special occasion or anything like that? Uh, One of Dana's friends was getting married, so we were in attendance for the wedding and used that as a little excuse to take a short little getaway. Nice. Okay. Get away from the podcast for a week? (laughs) Well, after the cruelty uh, done to my uh, photo skills, (laughs) a little bit of time to reassess and uh try to become a better photographer your picture looked better than one you posted was it like a sunset yeah they really did you posted like four pictures on facebook and they all looked pretty good yeah i used that uh visco thing that uh you guys were talking about Ah, very impressive of course i used all the free filters (laughs) you have more questions coming up this week yeah i got a few got some follow-up uh, a couple of quick little items. Uh, so Netflix decided to uh, sign up for more new episodes of Black Mirror. So we did it again. We did it again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think there's 12 new episodes coming. Uh, they're probably not going to be out for for a little bit, but I'm excited. Yeah. I mean, did you, Will, did you watch Black Mirror? Not yet. It's actually on my to-do list. So. Oh, you got to watch it. So good. It's only like seven episodes, so like you can you can burn through it really quickly. Really? That's it? Yep. Yeah. And, and some of them... And like a holiday special or something. Yeah. So, I mean, you should totally just knock it out this weekend or, you know, I mean, like, it shouldn't really take you that long, but uh, it's really good. All right. And then uh, the other thing we have, uh, I guess, this was two weeks ago, or going on two weeks, but um, the iPhone 6S came out. So, uh, Mike and I both got ours. Uh, Mike, do you have any impressions? Um, yeah. I mean, overall, I like it. Uh, we spent some time... <laughs> This is pretty bad. We went to some like Japanese bakery, <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> and then there were like what four or five of us, or the, yeah, five of us, five of us, and four of us had the new iPhone. Yep. And we were just sitting there like idiots, just like trying to play around with 3D Touch and, and trying so, to figure it out, right? Yeah, yeah. Like we, we, I think we agree that like it's it's a pretty cool feature, and uh, you know, unfortunately, right now there aren't that many apps, like third party apps, especially that support it. Yeah. But um, it's also, there's a bit of a learning curve, right? Like, what can you do? It's not so obvious always, like, uh, where to hit or where to press or, you know, what you can do once you press it. Yeah. And I think one of the hardest things that, you know, we figured out finally, like, as a team, was how to, like, select text using, like, the little trackpad kind of thing. Yeah, that was, like, a big thing. So, um, on previous iPhones, if you wanted to select text and cut and copy and things like that, uh, you'd have to, like, long press and then, like use those little, uh, like, drag the little, uh, I don't even know what you call them, but, uh, like, the selectors. Uh, and now what you can do is uh, you can just, for uh, I guess, 3D touch uh, on the keypad, on the keyboard, and it'll pull up the little cursor. And then, supposedly, if you press a, li- a little harder, then you can, like, select text. Uh, we've tried that, like, I don't know, for, like, a-, a good 10 minutes, just trying to, like, perfect how to do it, and, like, we couldn't figure it out. Yeah, it definitely was not intuitive. But then you kind of came across the uh like the light bulb moment. 
Yeah. So I guess what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to uh, press a little hard just to like start the like the cursor selector, and then you're supposed to like ease up a little bit, but not so much that you you know you go back to normal mode. But um, you ease up a little, and then you can press back to like the normal. You know, it's hard to describe, but the normal hardness, and then um, and then it'll it'll start selecting text for you. Yeah. So I mean, that was just I don't know how anyone would figure that out because it was just like it took literally it took four of us sitting. Oh, shout out to Harbs by the way for putting up with our shenanigans. <laughs> um, pretty good, pretty good bakery. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, some of these things are really cool, and um, yeah, but I just don't know how you would figure that out. Like my mom and dad would never figure that out. It, it, we even knew that that feature existed, but we couldn't figure out how to do it. Right. So let me get this right. Uh, it's way harder to copy and paste. Can I still copy and paste the old way? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Right. It's, it's actually not harder, but like, um, it just takes a little getting used to. Like the the way that people described it when they first found out was, um, kind of how you normally do any 3D touch, which is there's one level of like pressure, and then there's like a, a harder level if you just press even harder, right? Um, and so, yeah, so it's, we thought that it was like you depress to one level to activate it and start scrolling, but then to start one, you're ready to start selecting. Then you press like a little deeper. Right. But it, it wasn't that like you couldn't press deeper. Like we, we tried changing like the settings from like the 3D touch sensitivity. Um, yeah, but Jason's solution ended up working where you depress it to activate the first level for like, um, 3D touch, then lighten up but you're still like in the select mode and then depress again to that initial, like, I mean, initially I was trying to press like so hard to get to that second level. And like, I felt like I was going to break the screen. So yeah. I was just like pushing as hard as I could. I'm like, this is not working. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's a little tricky. Um, ha- have you been using 3d touch since you, you know, now that you've had the phone for a little bit? Um, I mean, I, I use it when I can, but it's just so few apps use it right now that, like I, I try all the apps and then once they don't work, I look for updates, but mm-hmm. there are no updates that support 3D touch. So right now I don't really use it as much as I, as I want to. Yeah. I, I think that it's a, it's a nice little, uh, I guess it's like functionally really cool, but, um, I just always forget to use it a lot of the time. Yeah. Like I just don't even remember that it's there. Um, but, but I feel like once there's more support, it'll be pretty cool. Yeah, how about um, the live photos? What do you think? Gimmicky or you like them? Uh, so I, I went actually to the park uh, the following day uh, and I went with my dog Mimi and Karen and I took some videos or some live photos of Mimi on the bench and it was really cool just because like, she's kind of looking around and like she has her tongue sticking out. Uh, I thought that was cool, but I've also taken some live photos like in restaurants of food and, and that's just not nearly as cool. Yeah, so I went to our good friend and loyal listener of the podcast, Ja. He got married this past weekend. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah congratulations, congratulations, Ja. Um, I think right now he's on his way to Dubai. Wow. That's awesome. So he'll have to uh, pick up the podcast there. Um, so, I mean, for a wedding, um, it was amazing. Like, even now, just looking back, like, a, you know, it was just like a few days. Like, what kind of photos did you take, uh, just like of them walking down the aisle or like throwing the bouquet or anything like that? Um, no, I mean, I was, I was in the wedding party, so no walking down the aisle, but I, I just like a lot of like candid photos, um, during the, like during the reception and then even like some of the selfies. Um, oh, okay. But it's just like, there's so much, like, um, there's so much action going on that it really kind of like fills in and gives you a little bit of context to the moment. 
Yeah. And so I think that's, it's awesome. Like some of the photos. And then when you, like when I'm sending them to, to him, you know, he can like play them back and see them. And I think it's really fun. Yeah. The, uh, the new phone. Yeah. He doesn't have the new phone, but right, yeah, right. he can play. Uh, no, that's nice. Right. Right. Uh, the, the one thing I did notice was when I was doing, um, front facing selfies with right. live photos, like it looked pretty bad, like in the, in like some of the lower light conditions. And I know you posted a link. Yeah, so apparently some people were complaining about the uh, low-light performance of the cameras with live photos enabled, and uh, apparently it really has a negative impact on, you know, how sensitive or, you know, the quality of the low-light performance, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of a bummer, uh, but I guess there's an easy fix because you just hit the button and turn live photos off, right? Yeah. Do you know, is there a way to, like, disable sending a live photo and sending just the regular photo? Like when you want to send it as a message? I don't know that. Yeah, I, I mean, there's no easy way to do that. I wonder if, I know when you edit the live photo, you can kind of t- change it to a, a non-live photo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know that that actually deletes the video portion, but I think that like for all intents and purposes, when you view that photo, it will no longer be a live photo. Okay. I wonder if you send it, if it will also send as a live photo or not. I, I haven't tested that. Okay, yeah, because some of the photos that I wanted to send just have like, you know, the live part of it adds nothing. So I just wanted to send it as like a regular photo, but right, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, the other thing I want to talk about actually was uh, the Touch ID sensor. Okay. Which uh, is much improved, right? Yeah, definitely faster. Uh, do you think it's too fast? At first, I thought it was. Okay. But now I've I've started to give it like uh, oh I guess it is because I've had to adjust like what I do to unlock the phone. So what do you do now? So now I'll give it like a shoddy fingerprint. Like you'll use a, you'll use the right finger, just intentionally bad press. Yeah, intentionally bad press, so it doesn't register. So I can just look at the lock screen. You don't just use another finger, and you don't just use the uh, the power switch. No, because I'm not used to using the power switch. It was easier for me just to adjust my my thumb. I'm using usually use yeah. my right thumb, and then just give it like a shoddy uh, a shoddy fingerprint. Interesting. What's the problem here? Uh, why is it too fast? It's it's so fast that you can kind of just like, even if I try to press the button as fast as I possibly can, and I I like tap it and then like uh, let go so that my thumb is no longer not even resting on the button. Um, it doesn't always happen, but I say like a decent amount of time, um, it will just unlock the phone. It, it might take like it will sometimes unlock the phone slower, like my my thing or my thumb is no longer on the button, and it'll take like you know half a second, but. It's already captured my thumbprint and it's processing it and then we'll unlock the phone. So if you ever need to check something, like for example, um, sometimes I listen to podcasts on Overcast and I'm walking and I want to like use those like, you know, the 30 second back. skip. Right. Right. I'm like, Oh, like I need to go back or I need to skip, uh, you know, a commercial or something like that. Right. Uh, not that you should do that, but you know, in case you ever wanted to skip a commercial, uh, I'll just hit the home button. And I can't even access the buttons because it will unlock by the time. And then I have to then pull up Control Center or open Overcast. And it's kind of like uh, an annoyance, right? But it's like a, a first world problem. It's like, oh, my, my Touch ID sensor is too fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but it is kind of annoying. Try giving it some shoddy fingerprints. Yeah, I guess I, guess I got to do that. Because I was just testing it right now. It works pretty well. You mean the shoddy fingerprint works pretty <laughs> yeah. well? Yeah. <laughs> it works pretty well when you give it a bad fingerprint? Yep. Okay. All right. All right. What is this uh, iPhone design for righties? I don't know. That's not that important. Uh, there's like some article on Mike.com? Mick.com? I don't know. Where are you getting your sources? <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw it on Dig, I think. And there people were complaining that like um, the the way that the iPhone is designed, it's like now 
Like uh, when you want to, I guess, use 3D Touch on the side of the screen to like invoke the multitasking menu bar, you can only kind of do it from one side and not the other side. And they think, um, you know, I guess it's easier for right-handed people than it is for left-handed people. Which is kind of weird. So, I mean, I guess the, the point of me adding this story was like, so I'm right-handed, right? But I almost always hold my phone in my left hand. Like, if I were going to hold it with one hand, it would be my left hand. How about you guys? Mm, right hand. Left hand. Oh, weird. I'm the, I'm the odd one. But I use two hands to use my phone pretty much, like, all the time. Oh, yeah, right, sure. But, like, I mean, if I only type, if I'm walking around and I'm typing with one hand and I'm, like, looking or, I don't know, I, I'm usually holding it in my left hand. Really? Oh, if it's one-handed typing, yes, I will use my left hand. Oh, that's crazy. No, I'm definitely right-handed. So, like, this whole thing of, like, is it designed for righties? Like, I mean, I'm a righty, and, like, I use my left hand, right? So, like, yeah. I wasn't sure if they meant that the lefties would use their right hand, and, and therefore it's it's worse for them, or... Well, um, no, because I use my right hand. Right. It's not I mean, a that, that was the biggest thing that I wanted to talk about. All right, lefties, stop griping. <laughs> I know. They're always like, oh, these desks aren't good <laughs> yeah. for us. Like, the notebooks. Ned Flanders. Yeah, <laughs> there's one one small other story about the uh, the the waterproof testing. I guess people have posted videos of uh, submerging the the new iPhones in water for like an hour. Oh yeah, uh huh. Um, and they still work. Uh, that's kind of nice. I thought. Like, I mean, all the geeks that we follow, I think, tend to say like, do not do this and do not like put your phone underwater, even though like you probably can. But it's nice to know that like. In the rain, sometimes it's raining really hard and you want to like type something and you're like, oh, am I going to screw up my phone or something like that? Uh, and you probably aren't if it can go submerged in water for an hour, right? You mean when you like drop it in the toilet? You know, I, I know a friend who has done that <laughs> at least once. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's, you know, it's, it's like the, the Apple watch, like under promising and then over to like, they're not going to make it a thing. Like, oh, our phones are waterproof and then people will test it and then break them and bring them in. Right, but, right. It's like a little extra security compliments of Apple. Yeah, that's nice. Okay. I, I think that's actually all the follow-up for the uh, for the week. So uh, what else happened this week? Anything you want to talk about? There was a new TiVo announced sometime between our last recording and now. The TiVo Bolt. Mike, are you getting one? I'm not getting one. You're so, not? no. Wait, do you, have the, do you have the Romeo? I have the Romeo Plus, I think. Yeah. The one with six tuners. This one has four tuners. Oh, okay, so it's actually a downgrade. Yeah, and even they, I think there was some kind of like um, interview with like the COO or something, and he said that this is not aimed to replace like it's not a high end enthusiast TiVo. Okay. Um, did they mention that they would make a pro version later on? They did. They said it will come next year, and then um, also like a four K TiVo Mini would also be coming later along with that. So, would you get the pro version? I would. Yeah. Oh, I mean, as long as it doesn't have this... I mean, did you guys see the shape of this thing? Yes. Oh, yeah. So it looks like someone just got, like, really angry and, like, bent it, <laughs> like, at the TiVo logo. And so it's just... uh It kind of reminds me of, like, the weird, like, slingbox designs. Well, is it is it because they want it to be on the top? Like, the top of your media stack? I mean, they just leave leave people no choice, I guess. Right. But why would you why would you care where you are in the media stack? Yeah, I guess, you know, their excuse was that Oh, this will help air get airflow underneath uh, the TiVo, so we won't have loud fans. Yeah, blah, but you could just blah, do blah. that and make the top yeah. like not curved, right? Yeah, I think it's so it will be the top thing that everyone sees if they come over to 
watch well, TV in your place. Is the interface um, like the, does the remote? Is it Bluetooth or is it infrared? Um, yeah, they're Bluetooth. I don't know if this so, one is, but the one I have is Bluetooth. I mean, if it's so I'm Bluetooth, sure. then it doesn't even matter. Right? You can just put it behind your TV or something. Yeah, it could be wherever. All right, so that's nice. I mean, the other thing that I heard a criticism of is that like it's white, and so um, it it really just stands out, uh, and people kind of are like, well, you know. You should just make everything black or dark, or you know, so it doesn't stand out. Well, it go well with my Destiny: The Taken King PS4. Oh, so you have a white PS4? I do. Okay. Uh, well, so the other thing that I want to talk about for the TiVo was there's like a couple of interesting features, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's software features. There's one that com- like skips commercials. Yeah. So this, I guess, is done manually. Right. So they have like a team of people that watch like the uh the most popular shows and it's only like i think certain times i think it's like after yeah 4 p.m to midnight i think right and only on certain channels right like the 20 20 most popular channels and these i mean the good thing is like they have all this data on like who that what shows their their users are recording so they should be able to get this right for the large majority of people right but um they have these like live people or you know humans you know whatever those are uh, and they're just like uh record like watching these shows and then they kind of timestamp where the commercials start and stop, right? So that when you go watch it later on, uh, you can just skip ahead and not watch commercials at all. It's not even like the fast forward. You're just, they're just non-existent, right? Yeah. I mean, doesn't that seem just like such a strange way to do it? Like, isn't there a better way that doesn't involve humans? Yeah. How do you do Like maybe like, like OC, like software? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm sure there's a way. Well, if you're going to use humans... I would think TiVo would be like, hey, instead of doing the monthly fee, if you mark commercials for, say, 50 shows this month, you don't have to pay this month. Oh, you mean use, oh. like, uh, users. Crowdsourcing. Crowdsourcing. That would that actually be a pretty good idea. There you go, TiVo. Free idea. Yeah, that's not bad. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but so how, how, how long does it take before, like, uh, they get these things up there? Yeah, see, I don't know. Because usually if I, like, if I'm watching a show on my TiVo... Right. I'm usually like watching it pretty close to live. Like if it's a 30 minute show, I'm usually watching it like eight so minutes, like minutes in or something. Right, right. Okay. Uh, like enough to like that it'll end like right when the show ends, but I'll have skipped all the commercials. Right. Um, so I don't know. It's just, it just says it's ready for skipping shortly after the shows are recorded, but what's shortly after, right? Right. I mean, are they watching it live and like they probably are, I'm sure right? They're watching it live. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure. It's, I mean, it's probably not that difficult. They just hire, you know, a couple people to you know, just watch TV and yeah. just mark when the commercials start and end, right? And it just pushes that data out, the metadata out to like all the TiVos, right? I mean, do TiVos, you guys don't have TiVos. Do they appeal to you guys at all? Not this one necessarily, but any of them, like the Romeo or this one. For me, the biggest problem is that there's like a monthly fee. Right. And I know that you can pay like the lifetime, uh, but I just don't like how it's like a, it's tied to the box, right? Yeah. So, like, you pay all this money and then say, like, a new TiVo comes out or something happens and you don't want that TiVo and now you've just wasted hundreds of dollars on this lifetime membership for this box and you had to do it again in a couple of years, right? Yeah. I mean, the one thing is if you sell it, it maintains its value. Okay. Like, that's that's the one thing is, like, right, you probably sense. get, like, maybe 70% of the value that you put into the lifetime. The box may become worthless, but the lifetime actually holds its value. I mean, in that sense, I mean, I'm paying probably like $15 a month for my DVR from my cable company that I'm just renting, right? Mm-hmm. So over the course of several years, um, it probably is, I'm probably paying the same. But do you, more. do you hate your like DVR interface? That's okay. 
Okay. I mean, it's not it's not the greatest thing. I, I don't love using it, but there aren't that many times where I'm like, oh, this thing is like the piece of crap, right? Like, I, I can't control where I want to go. Yeah. So, I mean, don't you think like TiVo is done after a few more like iterations? I mean, I think the only thing they do is like they, they like are they're like patent trolls. Yeah. They make a significant, right. Uh, I, I've never actually thought about it. Um, my going back to the commercials, my one question was like, if they're letting you skip, the, do you still have to hit the butt, like a button to skip the commercial? Or does it just automatically skip the commercials? Uh, I think you need to still skip them, right? I don't know. But in case, just in case you like want to see them. Oh, you'll know which shows have commercials that can be skipped because right. they've got a big green skip button in the guide. But yeah, I don't know if it like, maybe it'll like, auto. Do you need to, what I'm saying is like when the first commercial, right, like, right, you have right. to hit a button to say, all right, fast forward. Because otherwise, like, why, it kind of like it seems retar- like a little bit, uh, I don't know. Not that intuitive, right? Right, like, right. If they're going to go to all the trouble of just not even doing the fast forward mode, uh, they should just also go the extra mile and just let you not even have to hit the button. Mm-hmm. So that that was my first question about that, and then um, I don't know. I mean, I've actually never thought about whether uh, TiVo's long term business prospects were were any good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably I mean, not. I'll be really sad when that happens, but for now it's okay. Did you guys see the other mode, the quick mode? That sounds awesome. So that's actually something I'm interested in, and they're bringing that to my TiVo. Right, it's all software, right? So wait, so the commercial skipping is not coming to yours? No. So it's not software-based? I, I, I mean, I don't know. Okay. It just seems kind of artificially gated. Um, but this quick mode is basically like it'll it'll play shows at like, what, 1.3? 1. 1. Yeah. 1.3 times the speed, um, but then do pitch correction so people don't sound like chipmunks. It's the, it's kind of like a overcast smart speed. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that sounds amazing, right? Cause like sometimes when I watch some hour long shows, it kind of like drags on. Or if you want to watch multiple in a row, it's like, well, this is going to take, you know, I mean, usually like 40 something minutes per episode, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you can get through that in like 30% less time, that's, that sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. That's 30% more TV you can watch. I mean, I look at my, uh, overcast. I, I have smart speed on like the, I guess, 1.2 or like whatever like the second one up yeah um and i think it saved me like 40 something hours of play to playback time on on podcast which is pretty awesome mm-hmm. and you don't really notice like that they are talking in like crazy fast they don't or... talk yeah yeah um it, the music gets sped up a lot i guess <laughs> yeah yeah um and so it's to the point where like sometimes i listen to some theme songs and uh when i listen to it in normal speed it sounds really weird because mm-hmm. I just I just assume that's what it always sounds like. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, smart speed is it makes so much sense. You can get through content so much faster, and like you, and there's no downside really, right? Yeah, yeah. So not this one, but maybe the next TiVo, the enthusiast version, I'll get. I'm gonna have to talk to you guys about this uh, overcast thing next week because I still use the default podcast app. What? Right? Well, yeah. you should wait for Overcast too. All right, <laughs> we'll save that for next week. Wait, is, it, is that not go- is that not going to be a free upgrade? Well, I don't know if it is or not, but I thought he said that it was. Oh, really? I would still because... wait because maybe he'll pop it on sale or something. Because the default one's perfectly fine for me. I listen to podcasts at two x speed, and I'm like, okay, good enough. Oh, two x speed. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I've never, I haven't used the the default podcast app in a while. Um, I know you can change the speed, but I, I feel like Overcast just doesn't. Like he also does this thing where like uh you can shorten silences. So if there's like 
uh, pauses that the, the app can detect. It'll just cut it out for you. So it's not even like you need to go through them. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, I mean, it literally, if his stats are to be, you know, trusted, uh, it saved me like days of podcast listening. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's worth downloading now because it's free, right? It's just an in-app purchase. And then you get like a pretty decent trial of the features. Yeah. So that's true. Yeah. I mean, I guess just download it. I, I use it too. I don't know how I lived without it before. There's also a web interface. So you can, uh, log in through the web browser if you want, if you don't have your phone or your, your app or something like that. And, um, it, it'll sync all your, like the podcasts that you still have to listen to and, and your, like where, where you are in those podcasts. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty nice. I mean, if you, I've never actually had to use it, but, um, it's a nice feature to have just in case. Right. So I've been doing it wrong all this time. Basically. <laughs> all right. Next, uh, I want to talk about the Cherigami standing desk. So what is this? Okay. So I don't know. We've talked in the past, I think, right? About standing desks. Maybe not on the podcast. Yeah, we have. Okay. Um, so the, like the search for the standing desk continues. Did you end up getting one when you moved to your new place? I didn't see one. I, no, I did not. Um, yeah, I mean, I just had to buy all this other stuff. It, it was kind of low on the priority list. I'm, I'm still kind of considering it, although it's kind of just gotten, I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever get one. Get it with Discover, 20% off. That's uh, true. I don't know where you'll buy it, but. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, okay. So, so you bought one. This chair gummy. Yeah, so so I didn't want to. I wasn't sure if I would actually use it if I bought it. So there's this uh, there's this company called Chairgami, which makes like basically foldable cardboard furniture that's supposed to be pretty sturdy. So I put the link in the show in the um, in our like episode notes, and this is like a ninety five dollar cardboard desk. So I mean, it's not it's not like inexpensive, but it's like the cheapest standing desk is probably the IKEA one, um, and that's right. about five hundred bucks. So yeah, well, I mean, they have like a bunch of standing desk hacks where you can like put them on a regular desk, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those so you can get like little like shelves and stuff, but I feel like they don't—they're not like full size. You know, sure. you can maybe like right, right, put right. your monitor up there, or like you can put your laptop, and like that's about it. Mm-hmm. So this gives you like a pretty like good size surface, um, like what is it 42 by 24 which is pretty pretty big um so i I have this now and i bought like a standing mat like the the one that the wire cutter recommended and i've actually been using it like a lot like i think i'm gonna get a standing desk like a sit stand desk there are times when i when i stand for an extended period of time i'm just like oh you know i wish i could like lower this desk but i have to just like i have the chair next to me and i'll like sit down in it um but yeah, if it was like sit stand, it would be perfect. So, but you would rather have like a desk that you can raise up and down, right? Cause I almost feel now that I'm thinking about it, like I'm afraid if I got like a desk that goes up and down and I had a normal sized chair that I would just always have it or primarily have it in the like lower position. Yeah, that's true. Actually, I don't know where I would put the chair with like the standing mat now that I'm thinking about it. But I would like, I mean, maybe what makes sense is just to get like a tall desk and just mm-hmm. get like a stool. So you can still sit at it. Yeah. But, um, you can obviously stand and you don't, it's probably way cheaper than just buying like something that's motorized and probably even more stable too. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's the thing about this desk is it's not like this cardboard one is not like the most stable. Um, yeah. but, but for being made out of cardboard, like it just like don't spill a drink on it or like the cardboard <laughs> will disintegrate. Um, okay. I was worried about that part. <laughs> use a coaster. Okay. It'll be fine. 
I'm thinking um, coffee and you're out <laughs> of the desk. Yeah, I mean, you you add character when you leave, like you know, water stains and coffee stains. But uh, respect the cardboard. Yeah, not it's not bad for being made out of cardboard, and I, and I think for anyone who wants to try it, um, ninety five bucks isn't like a horrible, like horrible. Like I mean, I think it'll probably last a while too. Like I'm not gonna get one anytime soon. I'm gonna like run this desk into the ground, but it, it supposedly supports like. 175 pounds and um like it was mentioned in the wire cutter and the guy said that like he loved it like i i guess he brought it to he's like a teacher maybe the guy that was reviewing it he brought it to like his school and the kids loved it and like two of the other teachers bought this desk um he just said like it tends to like sag at the parts that aren't like supported after a while but i mean i think those were like kids you know using it um i keep like my laptop and stuff like kind of on the on the supports um like on the sides and it works pretty well so i'll probably have it for a while 95 bucks free shipping cherigami.com check it out photo for the web page gotta put one on oh yeah i'll I'll post a picture of my workspace it's kind of ridiculous it's also where i play destiny sometimes so i get a little standing time with destiny which is good all right what's next do you want to talk about amazon and uh their refusal to sell the apple tv and the chromecast yeah, why? Well, I mean, it's pretty obvious. Cuz you right? can buy a fire. Right. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense though. I mean, like their their excuse was like uh, they don't want to confuse their customers who might be expecting to be able to use like Amazon Prime Video on those devices, but you can't really. Yeah, I mean, isn't that on Amazon to, <laughs> to put it on those devices? Right. I mean, that just seems kind of strange. Well, yeah, I mean, well, there's that. I mean, I guess maybe they're positioning themselves like uh, for like a sweetheart deal or, or some kind of, uh, you know, premier placement or something like that on those devices. Or not wanting to pay Apple 30% of like subscriptions. Well, Netflix actually just, uh, started offering, uh, their subscriptions through Apple TV, I think, right? Or through iOS app. Mm-hmm. And, um, I guess how Spotify does it because Apple takes a 30% cut, they raise their price 30% so that they still get their $9.99 a month. Uh, Netflix is, uh, in-app subscription is the same price. Wait, is that so, allowed for Spotify to do that? I think so. So they can charge whatever they want? Yeah, I think so. Huh. Yeah, because isn't uh, Spotify month-to-month? They could probably just change the agreement. I don't know if you can buy like a, a year subscription at a time. Uh, right. I remember there being like something where you couldn't raise the price more, but um, that might have been like related to the bookstore or something like that. Okay, but, uh, maybe. I um, but Netflix started offering that and, uh, their price is exactly the same. So either Netflix has just agreed to earn 30% less on their in-app subscriptions, or, um, there were some rumors that Apple was negotiating with some, uh, I guess content providers to lower that rate, uh-huh. possibly to zero. Um, so some people were, were guessing that maybe Netflix got a 0% rate. Right. I mean, yeah, I don't think they would do it if they, if Apple took 30%. Because it's right. not like they I need, agree. you know, I guess Apple's thing is we're bringing you these customers, but Netflix is like, we don't need you. Yeah. Yeah. Most people either have, yeah, agreed. So. At, I, at least not, not 30% worth, right? Maybe yeah. Maybe if it was like a 5%. Or right, right. Like yeah. I'm sure, yeah. There's probably some other deal that they have together. But that's interesting. So, so we were talking about this kind of on our like little deals slack. Um, so you can get iTunes credit pretty easily for 20% off 
Right. Sometimes a little bit more, but but 20%. 20% is pretty much guaranteed nowadays, right? Right, right. So we could use this to get a Netflix subscription then for 20% off? Yeah, because apparently if you uh, subscribe, the the post that I read was via Apple TV. Mm -hmm. So if you subscribe for a new Netflix account uh, on the Apple TV, they don't charge your credit card directly. They charge you through iTunes, right? But if you can get iTunes credit at 20% off, and you use that to pay for your Netflix, you're essentially getting Netflix for 20% off. Right? Does yep. that make sense? Yep. Um, we're, I mean, I don't think we've anyone has determined whether you can change your billing if you already have a Netflix account. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's to be determined. But if you are signing up for a new Netflix account, that's definitely the way to go, right? I mean, it's a little bit more work, but uh, you'll probably save about two bucks a month. Would you be willing to, if they didn't let you move your old one, would you be willing to start a new one and forget like your watch history and I think sub so. accounts for twenty percent off? I mean, it's not that difficult. I don't have that much watch history that I, you know, like, I, and I actually don't ever. Um, they used to be known for their their recommendation engine, right? Yeah, but like, I, I don't know. I just never used that, so uh, I just know what shows I'm on, and as long as I remember which episode I saw, mm-hmm. uh, it, it wouldn't take too long to replicate that. Yeah, how about you, Bear? Uh, I would not go, I would not change. Uh, even though, like Jason said, the recommendation engine, not really using that that much. Uh, especially since Netflix has gotten to the, you know, with the streaming model, how, like, for example, earlier this month, last, uh, chance to watch X amount of movies because they are all going away. Um, so if I have a recommendation, by the time I get around to it, it may not be on Netflix anymore. So I'd be okay with just how my uh, queue is currently like set up. It wouldn't matter to me. But I don't want to go through the extra step of canceling my account and starting it on Apple Pay. To save 24 bucks a year. On, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, twenty. not worth the time. It's like a magazine subscription. Right. Plus, I mean, if you are grandfathered in on the older plans that are a little bit cheaper, uh, if you Which sign for I a new am. account, right? I think if you sign for a new account, it's a little bit more money, and so that would eat into the twenty percent. Mm. What are the different prices? I thought they raised it like a dollar, like uh, several years ago. But you were, oh, did they raise it for everyone? They might I have think actually. They did raise it for everyone a few years back. Eight dollars a month. Oh, so maybe they didn't. I could have sworn that they were raising the price at like a dollar or something like that. Did they do – wait, was it for the disc subscription members because of uh, increased uh, shipping costs? Oh, maybe. Well, I, I remember they 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 split both up into two, right? Because you used to just pay for one and used to have like streaming and – this is a long time ago, right? Yeah. And yeah. they split it up into two and everyone's getting crazy. But like I don't know. I don't know how many people actually still get the discs. But – um. I don't, I don't remember. Maybe maybe there's just one price. Uh, yeah, I'm on I, the or maybe it it decreased the number of simultaneous streams you could have. Uh maybe. Cuz I have the watch on two screens with HD for 7.99. But there's also a watch on one screen in SD for 7.99. Uh, why would you want that one? I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Worse quality, less screens, yeah. same price. <laughs> okay. Not so sure. All right. Well, I mean, do you think it's a big deal that Amazon's not going to sell the Apple TV in the Chromecast? Like, who do you think will blink first? Mm, I don't think I don't think Apple cares. I don't think any of really? the, the parties care. You don't think? I, I mean, you would think that a lot of people. Well, who's where do most people buy their Chromecasts? Best Google, Buy, probably. 
No, it's not the Google. It's Google.com. Yeah, probably. I would say probably yeah. Best Buy or Amazon. Yeah, Best Buy or Amazon is my guess, right? Yeah. Like, uh, and then for the Apple TVs, maybe Amazon, Best Buy, and the, and Apple, the Store. Apple Store. Yeah, right. So Amazon's pretty big, like pretty pretty important, I would say, right? Yeah. Wait. So what happens right now when you try to buy it? I think it's like end of October they'll stop selling them. Oh, okay. So there's no like message like we're going to stop selling this. Right. Which, I mean, conveniently gives Apple and Google some time to uh, negotiate something and make them not sell it, right? Right. Or starts, like... I mean, so what would they... Selling them? What would, what, what, like, what does Amazon want out of this? Yeah, I don't know. Because now that the new Apple TV has, like, an app store, unless they've tried to create a Fire T or, you know, Amazon Prime video app and Apple rejected it, I don't know what they would get out of this. Yeah, and I don't think Apple would reject that. It doesn't sound like so something either, they would do yeah. now. Maybe like in the beginning. Maybe they maybe they want it like built in, because John Gruber was hypothesizing that like maybe it only applies to uh con like you know boxes that don't have it as a default option. But the Xbox One and PS4 are still on there, and they're not default either, right? Like you have to download them from their app store. Right, right. So it can't be that. So I, I mean, I don't know. Like it, it really doesn't make. I mean, other than like it not being that surprising because they're selling a competing product. Mm-hmm. Um. It doesn't really make that much sense. It just sounds like Amazon just taking the ball and going home. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to play anymore. Game oh, well. over. But uh, Oh, Dragon is uh, getting a developer TV. Oh, uh, nice. TV. He was in that second batch of developers that uh, got one. He should uh, take it apart and post pictures. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and get banned. <laughs> and then, then no more developer. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm curious to see how it is. I mean, it's it's coming out soon, right? This month. Yeah, but they haven't announced when it, when it's coming out. So end of this month, I guess so. And then, and then like today they announced, or like the rumor is that a uh, new 4K IMAX next week. Oh yeah, I saw that. And then uh, iPad Pro in early November. Right. Maybe the first week. Right. So I don't know. We'll see when they come out. They haven't announced anything. Have you seen all like the hands-ons with the iPad Pro, like the Disney people and the Pixar people? I saw it. I saw one of the Periscope videos today. Okay. Did you? Yeah. 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 I think the Disney one, right? The Disney Periscope. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think? I mean, it looks cool. I'm not gonna sketch anything, but it seems like you know. Well, maybe you'll learn. <laughs> I don't think so, but it's possible. Okay. Um. I mean, it looks it looks like a nice tool. Depending, and it you know, it seems like really app dependent. Like the he would that guy was using some some Procreate? app, right? And then. He switched over to like paper, and then it was like. Oh, I didn't see that. I saw that. I saw them using Procreate. Oh yeah, Procreate. Yeah. Okay, and then uh, was paper better or worse? It was like better for like some things and worse for others. So I don't know, um, but I mean, he seemed to like it a lot. But now with the new Microsoft stuff, I don't yeah, know if oh, I'm gonna get an iPad Pro. Right. Let's talk about that. Okay. okay so today there was a, a big Microsoft event, um, and they announced a bunch of new things. Uh, what order do you, what do you want to talk about first? Let's talk about, let's go in order. Okay. So, um, actually I, I didn't watch the, uh, event, so you guys probably have to fill in most of the details. Okay. So I can't that. remember if HoloLens was first or banned. I think it was HoloLens. Band. I thought, oh, hmm. It was HoloLens. Yeah, HoloLens. All right. So what happened with HoloLens? Um, I mean, oh, they, they announced, they announced a dev kit, right? Yeah. $3,000. $3,000, which I will not buy. You're not even buying one? Not not, not even one. Uh, okay. Um, but I mean it looks well, okay, so what's what is everyone saying like they're they're lying when they show the demo? Is it because of the limited field of view? 
I think so. Yeah. Okay. So there's like a limited field of view that like what you can't see, you can't see everything that the camera is showing you can see. Right. They always use like, these special cameras to kind of like superimpose on the, uh, on the, you know, on the stage, what HoloLens is rendering. But, you know, that makes it seem way more immersive than, you know, the field of view when you actually put the HoloLens on is actually very limited. So like objects will crop and just cut off. Yeah. So for people that don't know what HoloLens is, I think we described it probably last time, but it's just like, it's, they're like, uh, I don't know, glasses or goggles that you put on that you can still see like the world around you, but it like overlays like digital information. So augmented reality, right? Augmented reality. So there was like the example of the game today where it's like your walls, but then they have like, you know, monsters and robots like busting out of the walls or something. Um, so, I mean, I'm excited about HoloLens, but at $3,000 for a dev kit, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to try it just yet. Um, but I, I think mean, you there's could buy 15 Oculus uh, dev kits for that. I will get an Oculus <laughs> for sure. Well, so w- which one are you more excited for? Like augmented reality or just plain virtual reality? Mm, I think virtual reality because it's closer. I-, I just don't trust that. Like, I mean, demos of HoloLens, is, they're always really cool and you can like, kind of mimic like a fake TV on your regular wall. And, you know, it's, it's really neat. Mm-hmm. But I just don't know what the actual application are. Like, like what would I actually use that for? Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, true. Especially if there's like a limited field of view, right? Whereas like, I think the point of virtual reality is like, you're just, you don't even need to worry about your normal surroundings, right? You just make new surroundings. Yeah, except you'll be like tethered by a cable. Yeah, that's true. And you then HoloLens, into, I guess, doesn't need things, anything, right? right? It's yeah. untethered. I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to try both of them, but like, I, I don't know how good HoloLens will be. Like the demo today of them, like playing that video game where you're shooting the the aliens. I don't know. It wasn't. It looks cool, and it's a cool demo. I mean, would I ever play that? I, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so either. Um, I mean, I'm more excited about whatever the whatever. What do they name Project Morpheus? PlayStation VR or something? Oh yeah, PlayStation yeah, right. VR, yeah. formerly known as Project Morpheus. Yeah. So I mean, I think that's gonna be that's gonna be exciting, and then you know, Oculus is gonna be exciting. Yeah, I'm more excited for that stuff. I think. So, all right. Um, so forget Hololens for now because that was just like a demo, anyways. Um, they released a, the new Microsoft Band. Oh, you mean the Microsoft Watch? Very watch-like. Some people were, um, did you notice that they were holding it in different, like, ways? Like, some were holding, or some had it on their wrist with the display, like, out, and some were, like, on the inside of the wrist? Oh. Like, so, did, was the first one meant to go on the inside of the wrist? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, this one's actually curved, though, right? So, that's actually better. Right, right, right. right. So, it should fit a little bit better than the uh, the last one? Yep. Um, I don't know. I, I didn't... I didn't read too much about the band, but um, it, it looks good. I mean, if you like the first one, I'm sure you like the second one, right? So they added, what did they add? They added like some oxygen thing. I forget. Yeah, and they added a barometer. Oh, yeah. They added, bar- oh, yeah. They added, yeah, and sensors for motion, heart rate, light location, skin temperature, galvanic skin response, VO2 max. Um, it can communicate with Cortana, which will be nice. And uh, it has, and it has support for, you know, Uber and Starbucks and Subway. Yeah, I mean... I- I'm sold. I'm sold. Subway. Oh, uh, uh, really? <laughs> Subway, uh, really? No. 
So you're not going to get one. Not going to get one. You didn't get the first one, right? I was thinking about it at the time, but I was going to wait for the watch, Apple Watch. Yeah. Okay. And I waited. I mean, and I'm glad I did. It seems it seems solid for what it is. I think. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it looks terrible. Oh, really? It really looks ridiculous. I mean, it looks better than the first one, but that's yeah, not but, hard. <laughs> but the first one was kind of promising too. I, I don't know. I mean. Uh, I'm not going to get one, but like I, I don't think it's that bad. The nice thing about this was some of the people were wearing the band and a watch. Like you could wear a nice watch and keep the band. You can also wear two watches. <sighs> no. So, did, <laughs> okay. I'm actually thinking about getting the single tour Apple Watch Hermes. Really? Oh, okay. Here's the thing. I'm thinking about getting a. I was thinking about getting the leather band. Okay. Like the wait, brown, wait. the Apple, the new one. This. The, oh, oh, the two-toned one. Yeah. Yeah, okay. the brown leather band. Right. Um, I forget how much it is, like one fifty or something. Yeah. Um, but then I was like, the the Apple Watch Hermes looks so much better. Um, and it's Don't only need to buy a new watch. Yeah. Uh, so I have to look at if I can sell mine and for how much. And Five dollars then... <laughs> <laughs> sold. All right. So then I'm not going to sell it. Looks like I'm going to buy the Apple. I think that's my next. Band wait, purchase. Wait, which one are you going to get? The one that wraps around twice? Is that no, the girls? No. Okay. Just the one that looks like the like a regular watch. Just the the brown one. How much does that cost? I think it's eleven. Eleven hundred. Uh, friend of the show, Ivy. I think she got one, right? Oh, really? On Facebook, I saw oh. she got the uh, the new Apple Watch Hermes or Hermes. I don't even know how to say it, but yeah, that's. Oh yeah, one. Hermes. Sorry, not Hermes. Yeah. I'm I'm not so I'm not so fancy. But uh she got the one that wraps around twice. Yeah, I think that's okay. If I think I, if, I, for girls, yeah, yeah, it looks pretty good. Um I, I actually saw the watch face and I actually don't like the the exclusive watch face. Yeah, I guess I don't know if I would use that watch face. So then I guess there's no reason to it. If I could just buy the band, I would be much happier. But then I saw that the they're selling the lugs now, right? Yeah, so maybe there's be there'll be a knockoff. So maybe there'll be like nicer watch bands. So maybe I should wait. Okay, I just talked myself out of it. There you go. I'm out. Not buying it because I can't pronounce it. Number one. There we go. Uh, how about how about uh, the Surface Pro? Let's get back to. Oh, what, about, what about the phones? The Nokia phones? Oh. Are, are they Nokia phones? No. Well, there's no oh. Nokia anymore. Oh yeah, that's right. But they're oh, Lumia phones. Oh, Lumia, Lumia. phones. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Uh, do you have any interest in those or no? I mean, I don't, but I think they're kind of cool. Like the ability to like run uh, the universal app and then have like Windows. Yeah, uh, Drakt and I were talking about that, and I mean, so that's obviously Microsoft and and Apple couldn't be any any more different in that respect, right? Like my uh, Microsoft says we're going to have one operating system that runs on both platforms, right? Mm-hmm. And Apple wants OS 10 and iOS to be completely separate. And they never, they always say they're never planning on integrating them. Right. Yep. I think Microsoft's approach is better. What? No, I actually agree with you. So you can be productive like a boss. No, no. I mean, it's just, even for developers, they only have to make one app. Yeah. Right. Like, especially now that like, there's so many different size iPhones and iPads and, you know, you need the adaptive layout and all this stuff. You're essentially making like a responsive design, right? Yep. So, I mean, why do you need an iPad version and a, an iPhone version? It, it's essentially the same thing, especially when you compare like the iPad mini and the, the, uh, Six plus. iPhone 6s plus, yeah. right? So, I mean, why wouldn't that now you have to, completely create new code for like a Mac version when it really just scales, right? 
or it should scale. Yeah, I think so too. I think that's that's the better way. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess you don't need like one OS to run on both, but you need a way for the code to run on both. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like the apps to run on both. I mean, do you see a time, Will, when they're going to move away from like core processors to like their own for the Macs? I don't think so. I think it, the size of Apple, the just manufacturing scale, you'd have to use uh, probably Samsung's fabs if you were to make so many processors, if you were to leave Intel. And there's no way Intel would be interested in manufacturing uh, Apple's chips that are not their own. Yeah. Right, yeah. but like, I mean, don't they sell way more iOS devices than they sell Macs combined? Like, if say they were like, oh, we're going to just use our own AX chips or whatever for, for like laptops and desktops, right? How many more million chips do you think they need to make? Like, they're already making like, like, you know, 100 million chips, right? Like, like, you're only adding an extra 10 or 20 million, right? Yeah. But well, I don't who is making are. those? Who is making? No, no, I get it. But I mean, but if you can make a hundred million, I think you can make a hundred and twenty million, right? Like it's, it's not like you need to do some. Like they're already ninety percent there in in the terms of like how many chips they need to make, right? Yeah. I think the the issue is going to be like, are they going to be better than the Intel chips, right? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they're going to kind of be shooting themselves in the foot, right? Right. The but other like, problem is. It's expensive to create a factory. Apple doesn't own any chip-making factories. And how would you like it if your whole entire project product line could be like, well, you know what? We've decided to no longer manufacture chips for you. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> that could happen. Yeah, I mean, well, we'll see. I mean, when the, uh, the 6S benchmarks came out, everyone was saying how it uh, compared favorably to, like, the... the the admittedly slow new MacBooks that came out this past year, mm-hmm. right? And so, I mean, they're they're definitely not there because, like, you know, beating a MacBook isn't a huge. There's uh, not saying that much, I guess. But like, if you consider that these were phones, like, you know, s- seven years ago, like uh, they come a long way. Then they made their own chips. They're they're comparable to you know a thousand dollar laptop that they're selling. Right. Um, who knows how good the the iPad Pros benchmarks will be it'll probably be even better Mm -hmm. so i mean can could it power maybe in the next year or two it could probably power like a macbook air type processor right we're not talking about like you know cutting edge mac pros or anything like that but it's slowly getting up there Mm -hmm. i think they're catching up faster than like they're they're falling behind like they're you know they're definitely catching up right okay so sorry back to the back to the surface pro um i mean what do you guys think about the device in general they updated the keyboard so, uh, what, and they put a glass trackpad on there. Um, yep. there's, uh, that Microsoft Hello has facial recognition for the Pro 4, and the Pro 3 has like, has the fingerprint reader right on the keyboard. Wait, so the Pro, the Pro 3 has the fingerprint reader? Yeah, cause Hello is supposed to be like, the facial recognition is supposed to be like an upgrade, a better thing to, than the fingerprint reader. Do you, do you think it is? I don't know. I don't, I mean, I don't know if, I don't know if people have tested, I'm sure they would have tested it, right? Like taking a picture of someone printing it out or something and trying to use that. Well, but like this kind of goes back to like the okay. So they showed Windows Hello. Is that what it's called? Yeah. For um the no uh, not the the Lumia phones, right? Mm-hmm. And you know it kind of works. I would imagine similar to how the Xbox One recognizes you, right? Using that Connect technology. Yeah. But, but like we just talked about how how fast Touch ID is. It's like so fast that it's like almost like an annoyance, right? Mm-hmm. 
I just can't imagine that the the Windows Hello would be faster than that. So say you want to unlock your phone and then like you locked it again and you're like, oh, let me unlock it again. Now you got to put it up to your face again. And like, it seems like that's not an advantage. Like it's, that's not better. Wait, this is like perfect for you guys because she said touch ID was way too fast. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't want to, <laughs> but I don't want to like put it up to my face all the time and then like lock my phone. I, I often will like unlock my phone, lock my phone and then like I'll, I'll check something else and I'll unlock it again. Right. So. I don't know. I mean, if you're typing in like a long password like you do on computers, uh, I guess it's faster than that. But I, I would imagine a fingerprint reader, especially if it's well-placed, would be faster. Okay. But these are on the Surface Pros. Right. But it's weird that they didn't put like the fingerprint. Well, I think the I, keyboard I is the same, right? So I'm sure you can use either. Uh, yeah. Okay. But okay. I think the 4 has the horsepower to do the hello, like via via camera. Right. Okay. Um. I mean, I think it's a decent upgrade, right? They're comparing this to the MacBook. This is more like a MacBook Air competitor, right? Right, fifty percent faster. I mean, those the benchmarks about speed don't really like don't really get me. I'm like, just because the MacBook Airs need to be updated, like all those all the like Apple processors need to be updated to Skylake, right? Um, so for them to say whatever X percent faster, like that doesn't really like, because once they're updated to the same chips, it's the same. Thing, it's going right? to be the same, right? Right. So the only differentiating thing is like running Windows 10, like having the ability to, you know, having the touch interface on like a, you know, a pro computer running like an Intel Core Core chip. Yeah. Well, they they also made the screen a little bit bigger, right? Yeah. So they increased the screen size without increasing the footprint. Right. They they reduced the bezel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's a higher resolution. And it's higher resolution. Yep. And then they made some significant improvements to the stylus, right? Um. Yeah. What do they do to the style? Well, they it's now in colors. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> colors. There's, oh, it's uh, got an eraser. There's. Oh yeah. There's a. Actually, I think the eraser is really awesome. That um, was pretty neat. Yeah. I mean, the paper paper fifty three makes a, a you know like a stylus for the iPad, mm-hmm. and they have an eraser, and it, it's just like a neat little feature. Um. And you don't have to like if you're drawing and you're using an app, you don't need to like hit the eraser tool and then I don't know. It's more natural. Yeah, yeah. But um, it also senses like 1,024 levels of pressure, mm-hmm. which sounds really impressive. Uh, there's like interchangeable nibs like at the tip. Oh, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. So you can change like the kind of uh, feeling that you have, the friction. Let's not forget they also slipped in the fact that, hey, it lasts a year. So yeah. <laughs> be prepared I mean, to buy another replacement one. Oh, so they said it's not rechargeable. Does that mean that you have to buy a new one? <laughs> that's what it made it sound like to well, me. I thought that you could. I replace thought you could just charge it by. Bu- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, like not, not right. You could just replace the battery. Okay, <laughs> hopefully you don't have to buy new. Yeah, I think the battery is replaceable. <laughs> well, if it's anything like the it's old, it's just surfaces. not rechargeable. Like, yeah. uh, like okay, there's no like plug that you right, USB right, cable. Right. Okay, um, no, I mean I think that the sty- the Surface Four looks or the Surface Pro Four looks amazing. Mm-hmm. To be honest, um, my biggest thing because I mean. I don't think I'm getting an iPad Pro either, but if I were in the market for an iPad Pro, I think the Surface Pro 4 seems very compelling, mm-hmm. like maybe even better. Um, but for me personally, and this is kind of silly, but um, I'm just so entrenched in like, the Apple ecosystem. Like I have an iPhone and iMac. Um, I just don't want to be running Windows and then now have to download like a different, like, I don't know, a different app for certain things. And then maybe they're not compatible or, you know, sharing the files and things like that. I don't want to deal with that. So to me, that's like a big downside. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that I'm going to miss if I buy a Surface Pro or Surface Book 
It was just like iMessage, you know? Right. There's just some like little incompatibilities. Like I'm just so in the Apple ecosystem, but like if someone wasn't as entrenched in the Apple ecosystem and they're like, well, which one of these should I buy? Like, I think the Surface Pro 4 looks amazing. Like it's really cool. Yeah. What do you think, Will? I agree with Jason on this. Um, as someone who is both Mac, pretty much split between using uh, Mac and PC, I I would not know which one to go with, but I would lean more towards the Surface. Mm-hmm. Just based on the fact that I don't have to get a Pro to get a stylus. Yeah. And then it's it's cheaper, right? Yeah, I, I think it starts off cheap. I don't know. Or maybe it's about the same, eight ninety nine, but right. you get a core processor, right? right? Yeah, and then if you upgrade to the other ones, I mean, I just think that like the Surface seems more like a, a laptop. Yeah. Um, and whereas the iPad, like you can you like it's gotten better with iOS nine and there's a keyboard and, and stuff like that, but um, at the end of the day, it's still iOS, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas like this one seems more like a hybrid. Right. If you only want one computer and you don't uh, have like another laptop or a desktop. I think that you're better off getting a Surface Pro 4 than an iPad Pro. Yep. And then if you really want like a hybrid, you know, they they just announced what the Surface Book. Yeah. What do you guys think about that? I really like the Surface Book. I think this product is very, very impressive. I want to buy one. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So the Surface Book, for those that didn't see it, it's basically, it has like a, it's like a Surface, like it's detachable with like a real keyboard that they said is kind of like the retina macbook so it doesn't have that much travel but in that keyboard section is a discrete gpu um so you can you know play games and it's actually like a power laptop like they're, they're comparing this one to like the macbook pro but the processor is in the screen the processor is in the screen so you can take it detach it use it as like a surface then dock it and then get all the power um of like a, you know, discrete graphics. Right. But is is the processor in the in the Surface Book better than the one in the Surface Pro 4? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. It's the 6th uh, generation core and you can actually configure it up to an i7. So literally when the MacBook Pros get refreshed, there's a chance that we're looking at same processors. Right. It's rather as opposed to thinking of as a, as a tablet, you should really see the Surface Book as a laptop first. Just It just happens to have a Surface as its monitor. Yeah. So this is almost like a Surface Pro 5. Kind of. Yeah. It's like, a, it's like an even more improved uh, <laughs> Surface Pro 4. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that's uh, like maybe a downside is that it weighs more, obviously, because it has the discrete GPU and like the, the bottom keyboard isn't like a fabric-y thing it's like the magnesium um and then it kind of bends into like a weird hinge yeah it doesn't like fold down nicely like yeah that's okay yeah it doesn't completely close is that a big deal to you uh no but you know i was actually like my macbook pro my retina macbook pro that i've had for a while Uh has been kind of getting you know the battery now is run down to like 80 or 79 percent of its original capacity basically the point where it's like kind of unreliable Mm-hmm. So now I don't know. I may get, I may get a Surface Book well, in, because, instead uh, of an iPad Pro, and then just keep my Retina MacBook at home. 
Huh. The pricing also was very intriguing too because Oh yeah, Will and I were talking about this. Um okay. what was it? Doesn't it start at fourteen ninety nine or something like that? Uh was it eighteen ninety nine for the Oh really? No, eighteen ninety nine for the highest end one. I thought it started like fourteen ninety nine or fifteen ninety nine, something oh, like that. Oh maybe. Yeah. Started at fourteen ninety nine, which uses an I five and eight gigs of RAM. Yeah. Uh, what was the most expensive? It was eighteen ninety nine. That's pretty good. Eighteen ninety nine. Well, not only is it really good, it's it seems like well, this is a direct cut for like MacBook Pro uh users because it's like same processor, you get sixteen gigs of RAM, you also get a huge solid state drive, but it's it would be like a hundred dollars cheaper than the equivalent MacBook Pro, plus you get discrete graphics. Yeah. So it makes it sound like it's a really good deal. But that's the equivalent of like a 13-inch, right? Not the 15-inch? Right. I think they're comparing it to the 13-inch Retina MacBook right. Pro. Um, oh, the one reason why I didn't count that 1499 I remember now is because it doesn't come with a discrete GPU. Right. Oh, okay. So to really buy in, the minimum one that comes with a discrete GPU is the 1899 one. Okay. What about, um, sorry to go back, but like the Surface, the, the Surface Pro 4 starts at what, 899? Yeah, but that doesn't come with the pen or the stylus. Or it comes with. It should come with a stylus. Oh, but no, no keyboard. It never comes with a keyboard. It's one hundred thirty dollars. Yep. They still haven't changed that. Wow. Nope. Hey, but the Surface Book comes with a keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> well, it better. Well, I mean, if you're so, if you're already paying, I guess it's still a big difference, right? Like a five hundred dollar difference between the the Surface Pro Four with the keyboard and then the Surface Book that already comes with the keyboard. Yeah, oh, it's six hundred dollars without the keyboard. And you get the keyboard, and then it's like four something. Jason's right. It really is like a separate pro- product. It should just be Surface 5, just to make things a little clearer, as opposed to Surface Book. Right. Yeah, I mean, if you had a choice between these two, which one would you get? Oh, I pers- get the book. <laughs> I would personally get the Surface Pro 4, but that's only because like I don't need the discrete graphics. Uh-huh. So for me, like to save... Like if the comparison is like you know close to a thousand versus like you know pushing two thousand, yeah, I would personally. I think I've always been intrigued by the Surface line. Like when the Surface Pro three came out, um, I was like, oh, like you know maybe I'll get one, maybe I won't. I mean, I probably still won't get one just because of what I said. But um, they seem like they're really solid products. I, I would get one of those. I think the Surface Pro four to like get your feet wet. Yeah, I mean, I just need. I'm actually in the market, kind of, for a laptop. I'm, I'm kind of hesitant to get like a MacBook Pro because I feel like they'll refresh with Skylake. Yeah, 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 and like, and like USB C, and right. So I don't want to do that. I can't get a MacBook Air just because the the non Retina screen just kills my eyes. Um, <laughs> wow, <laughs> talk about. So I, I mean, I can't get that. Like, I, I kind of don't. I mean, I don't, I don't think I'll get an iPad Pro. So, but. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking like I want something that I can kind of go to a coffee shop or go somewhere or even now like go to the living room and, and sit on my coffee table or like sit at the dining room table and, and work. Would you get a Surface Pro 3 as it like if it's discounted enough? Because you can use the new keyboard. Yeah, the new keyboard seems good because I actually tried the Surface Pro 3 at the store the other day and like the, the touch or the touchpad just seems too small. Yeah. But the new one the new is one's bigger. 40% larger. And the keyboards are better, like the the keep, the like the the chiclet keyboard is better too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe, maybe I do that and get the the new keyboard. I don't know. We'll see. How much would that cost though? Um, 
I mean, I don't know. I would say probably like the twelve ninety nine one might go down to like eight something, you know, eight ninety nine yeah. maybe. Yeah, that's not bad. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, to me, the biggest obstacle is. I mean, obviously, cost is a consideration, but the ecosystem, the obstacle, right? The ecosystem, right? Yeah. Like, I need new apps. Uh, if I use one app that's not like Photoshop or Office, mm-hmm. it's not compatible. Then, like, how do I share that with my Mac? And I don't know. Right. I have to get used to two different UIs, and, and like, you know, when I'm, I can't like work on something necessarily as easily in the living room, and then go to my iMac in the bedroom and and pick up right where I left off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, we'll see. I have a little bit of time because, I mean, the Surface Pros come out on October 26th. When can you pre-order them now? Uh, I think, yeah. I think tomorrow, maybe. You think they'll sell out? Or no, no, no. Oh, yeah. You can pre-order them now. Yeah. I don't think they're going to sell out. I mean, you know, one thing I, I, I'll i say, like, how how well do you think these products will do? Because I actually thought that Microsoft's event was really solid. Uh-huh. I think they're doing a lot of cool stuff. Um, they're trying, you know, they're not afraid to take risks and they're coming out with things really quickly and they're, they're really improving their stuff. But at the end, like, I almost feel bad for them because like, like the Lumia phones, right? Like they look like they're fine phones, but who's going to buy one? Yeah. The phones are also rands. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like, nobody, it doesn't matter what they come. It's like, it almost doesn't matter. Right. And like the surface, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know how many people buy surfaces. Like, they, they seem really good. Um, and like, I would definitely recommend them to anyone that's looking for a PC. Mm-hmm. But, um, I only know like you and, and one other person that has a surface. I, I just don't see them around. I just don't know that they're selling that many of them. Yeah. Well, I do think the book though is very intriguing because this could also be used as just a reference model for the ideal Windows 10 experience. Like the so, Nexus phones and Nexus devices? Yeah, but much. I mean, it's the same as those, right? Like, they don't sell very many of those either, right? Like, there are a know, lot like, of installations of Windows 10 out there. And yeah. this could be a model for all of the OEM manufacturers to pretty much follow. But it's just because it's like kind of sad that, like, they put so much work into this. And by all accounts, it's like a really high quality product. And then, like, Dell's going to come out with some computer and they'll sell like 10 times as many, right? Yeah, but Microsoft will be like, "Hey, we sold how many copies of Windows 10?" Oh no, no, I, I'm sure, but like, it's it's, it's kind of depressing for the for people the that hardware are working, team, right? That are working on this because they're actually doing good work. They're putting a lot of like you know time and effort into this, and like, they should be way more popular than they actually are. Yeah. Well, do your part and buy one, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, it sounds like you guys are going to buy one. I'm. Yeah, I don't know. I may get one. But yeah, so, but no iPad Pro. Well, I don't know. I wish I could get like the... What, I what, wish, are you, what are you leaning towards? I like? wish the Microsoft Store had Apple Pay. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, I think that would have been a huge thing, too. Like, if I could pay with Apple Pay and get the 22% back. I guess you could buy it at Best Buy eventually. Oh, yeah, that's before true. Before the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we'll see. Uh, I'll have to wait. I'll probably wait now to see reviews of everything. But as it is right now, I'm leaning more towards the... Surface Book. Huh. Okay. So no more iPad Pro. Then the iPad Pro. Then the Surface Pro 4. Well, why don't you like the Surface Pro 4? It's just underpowered? I like it. I just, like, it's just not as interesting to me as the iPad Pro. Like, because I kind of know what the Surface Pro experience is like. I don't know what the Surface Book experience is like. And I don't know what the iPad iPad Pro Pro experience is like. So it's just something new. Yep. 
Did they say? I mean, I think there was a in their video for the Surface Pro Four that like it had like uh, like class leading latency or you know like or like you know lack of latency, but like the iPad Pro, they made a big deal about how much like how low lag there was or how yeah. little lag there was. Yeah. Uh, and people were saying how it seemed like there's very little lag on the Surface Pro 4 uh, stylus as well. Mm-hmm. Did they mention anything about that? Like, is that something that they're actually doing or is that just is it the same as before? Uh, I don't know. I think it's, I don't know. I, from the keynote, I couldn't tell because that stupid French person was like talking over the over the keynote. Oh, the last, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so I didn't really get to hear everything very well. Because I, I feel like the, the drawing experience or like the stylus experience is probably better on the Surface Pro than it is on the iPad Pro. You think so? Because when I was watching that, that um, Periscope today. It, it looked really good. It looked really good. Yeah. But I mean, Microsoft's had a while with this. But if you have 1,024 levels of pressure, like, yeah. I, I don't know. I guess the old one had like 200. Right. So it's right, like right. significantly better. And I don't know how much pressure the pencil can... Uh, can measure, but mm-hmm. I mean, I'd be surprised if it was at least, or if it was any more than a thousand twenty-four, right? Yeah, and like the one note, the other thing leading me towards the surfaces, like the OneNote integration. Oh, you just like hold the button down or something. Like yeah, that? like click the button and then it pops up. And I mean, Microsoft's thing now is you know you can use everything, all their software and all devices, whatever. But I mean, the experience yeah. is still better on a Surface compared to you know even any other. Like Windows running laptops. Do you write handwritten notes on the Surface right now? Uh, yes. Like I like I take notes and I write stuff. Yeah. Like it's like a like a piece of paper. Yep. But there's lag, right? There's like lag. Input. I mean, it's not bad, but yeah, it's like you put, you know, you write, and then it's it's. I definitely... think to me, like that's like the the thing I'm most interested in for the iPad Pro. Uh huh. Um, and you know, if the Surface Pro Four has no lag too, yeah, is just like. I've always, you know, wanted to write notes or, or have something that I can write notes with, but it's just, it just takes you out of the experience whenever you see latency or you need to like, you're not sure what it's going to look like. And then it shows up like, you know, even a, a half second later. Yeah. So if it actually feels like paper, like, like you're writing on a piece of paper, that's actually pretty cool. I don't know. Yeah. I think the difference too is like people on that Periscope, they were saying that it felt like there was some, like it wasn't like writing on glass, right? That guy was saying oh, yeah, it yeah, felt yeah, like right. there was like a little friction to it. Yeah, yeah. So I mean that that also makes a huge difference because otherwise it just feels like you're just scratching your display. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, I'm really curious to try both of them out. I guess. Yeah. So I don't know. I was iPad Pro and today just Surface Pro. I messed Surface it all up. Book. Yep. All right. So we're running a little late, but let's finish up with Will's normal person questions. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, so I finally set up Apple Pay. Um, I put in a couple of like, just like my debit card and my credit card into it. And I've yet to actually use it because how do you actually use it without looking like a jackass? Um, pretty much because iOS 10, I don't know. (laughs) I don't think there's a way to do that right now. (laughs) I probably look like an even bigger jackass because I use my watch. Oh, I never use my watch. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm that guy. Well, so they, they did make that change, though, in iOS 9, where you can now double tap the home button when it's on the lock screen. Yeah. And then it'll pull up Apple Pay. And I didn't, I never understood why they did that, but I guess it's so that you can prepare for Apple Pay before you get to the kiosk. 
Oh, um, yeah. Uh-huh. So that you don't need to like tap it and then like wait for the Apple Pay thing to come up. And then like, so, I mean, I'm guessing that you can get ready and minimize the amount of time that you're there to like maybe like make you feel less awkward. Yeah. But I definitely feel awkward um, using Apple Pay. L- less so on my phone, actually, than my watch. No, I love it. I love using it on my watch. I feel like I feel like an all star. <laughs> I, I don't think that's a term like most you are people would use. <laughs> you know, okay, the one thing that kind of annoys me is I was just at McDonald's in the drive thru this past weekend. See, this is <laughs> this is exactly what I'm talking about. At McDonald's using Wait, you, Apple you Pay. You paid in the drive thru with Apple Pay? You can because now well they're supposed to. So they have these little like the like the the pay kiosks and they're like on a stick. Like and they hold, like a selfie stick, kind of, but it's like really, it's not that long. It's like oh, attached okay. basically to the kiosk, so it's kind of like a holder. So they hold this kiosk and they like hold it out the window for you to like to you know tap your watch or your phone. I think it's for the phone, but okay, it's for the yeah. watch. <laughs> okay. um, I see you like I'm imagining you leaning out of the window, waving your wrist around like a maniac trying to get this thing to work. Yeah, but this okay, so so it works. But the problem is, you know how uh, you guys probably don't go to McDonald's drive-through as often as I do. But like, you know, there's two drive-through windows. The first one you pay at, the second one you pick up your food. Right. So, but the first one, sometimes like late at night, they stop using like the first window or like when it's not busy and they make you go to the second window and then you do like you pay there and you get your food there. Mm-hmm. So it saves like, you know, one extra worker. Good job, McDonald's. Right. Um, okay. So I went there and then I'm at the second window because I guess it was late. And then they had like a static, like a, it was like a non-movable like kiosk reader. Okay. And I said, oh, can I use Apple Pay? And they're like, oh, uh, they look confused. So they called in one other guy. He's like, yeah, yeah. Give me your phone. I'm like, I can't give you my phone. Like I need to get, use my fingerprints. Like, no, 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 it'll work. So I'm like, okay, sure, go ahead. So I have to give this guy my phone. He puts it up there. Oh, oh it's not working. Surprise. Right. <laughs> so right. I'm like, I'm telling you, like, I need to use, like, I need to have my fingerprint there. He's like, no, no, I just did this early. He's like so convinced, but I just don't understand that Apple Pay has been rolled out for so long that this guy, like, just doesn't know still how it works. Um, Anyways. Because a lot of people are afraid to use it because <laughs> you look kind of silly when things like that happen. There, there was that story about um, like Apple is claiming double digit growth, you know, continual growth, but um, some businesses are are not that impressed with the uh, adoption rate. Yeah, I think Panera was saying that like it accounts for only like two percent of their. Um, transactions well because also panera well they okay so the panera by me also has a drive-thru and they don't accept apple pay in the drive-thru so i guess that that hurts but i don't know i mean i don't see that many people using it to be honest um i I don't use it every time i guess Uh, i've been trying to use it more now that i have uh the discover card i guess when i go to whole foods i use it every time Mm -hmm. right i guess i don't go to whole foods i mean does anyone say anything are they like surprised by it And I've used it once with my watch, just when I got my watch at Whole Foods. But now I just take my... Yeah, so nobody cares if you look like a tool, Will. Just use it. Nobody says anything. Except, awesome watch. I think my wife would probably (laughs) disagree. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. But, I mean, we'll see. One of my friends is also, like, into, like, the credit card points and things like that. And uh, he said he never used Apple Pay before. But now that he's used it, like... um, for the discover deal like he's like you know i'll I'll use it wherever i can yeah so it's great you don't have to like take your wallet actually i have men's discover card on my apple pay 
so you can get the 20%. Yeah, and she has it on hers, so we can both use it. Yeah, that's good. So it's it's not fraud. Don't tell Karen. <laughs> All right. Um, any other normal person questions? Uh, I do have one, but it could be a long one. Maybe we'll save it for next time around. All right. You want to give us a little teaser? Storage. Uh, cloud storage. What do you guys do? Too many <laughs> options. <laughs> By teaser, he meant to just tell us what the question is. <laughs> there you go. This is like the worst movie trailer. <laughs> the one that tells you what it's like the one, yeah. they die in the end. Good. Like that Richard Gere movie trailer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, thank you for that. We'll save that for next week. Um, you can follow us at For the Podcast on Twitter, um, forthepodcast.com slash. Uh, twenty-eight. Yep, is where you'll find this week's show notes, and they're put also me on the website. <laughs> Jason, put me on the website. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Please now. <laughs> um, we'll also post the Discover link where. Uh, so right now, if you use Apple Pay, um, like a cool person, um, you get twenty-two percent cash back using your Discover card. Um, until the end of the year. And then after that, I think you still get 10% for the first year, right? You get, mm, you get double the, no, you get double the first year. Double the but you, first but year. But you get 10% for Apple Pay. So that's why it becomes 22%. But after, like on January, you'll only get, you know, no, no, however, whatever the normal is times two. Gotcha. Okay. So for the next three months, you can still get 22% off on all of your, like, Christmas, presents and gadgets oh, and oh, oh yeah you're right you, you get 10 percent because uh, amazon is five percent right now right so yeah. if you get gifts on amazon.com you get 10 percent. yeah so it's pretty good um we'll post a link there uh for the podcast we'll get 50 bucks for you signing up and you will get 50 bucks for signing up plus you will take it i mean the cards came quick right i think from yeah, application within like a week right within that week yeah right um so you still have a lot of time to use it um and then we'll post a link to um, the Amazon. There's like an Amazon support page. Um, where on if that you, website? On, yeah, on forthepodcast.com, where if you buy something, we get a small percentage back. And I think that's it. All right, guys. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Okay. Right. Bye. Bye. Bye.